0: Yes, yes,
1: we can use microphone. you want me to pass it around, I'll be in charge of that. Okay. <laughs> Anybody wants to say, what, is, what does it mean to be blessing, to be blessed? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it means to realize that you are, I, so, many, so much of the time I forget that I'm blessed.
1: That's right, we forget that we are, we're blessed. Some aspect of our life is going well. And not all aspects, but something, one thing at least. Okay, some aspects of our life going very, very well. Anybody? <coughs> Undeserved, gift? Undeserved gift, right? I think um, maybe kind of like you're saying, Pastor, that we all live under the blessing of God, and I think we are really all blessed in that sense, but the blessing comes to us when we realize it, and we realize um, in our attitude that those blessings are around us. I would say the, the truest blessing is when we um, have that perspective that, that God is blessing us no matter you know, the good and the bad things that happen in our lives are working together as his blessing. Amen. Amen.
2: When I hear the word blessed, I look at being in the here and now, not in the past, not in the future, and realizing, acknowledging, accepting all the beautiful things that are around us. And every little thing up to a spoon or a dish, a plate, a warm place to be. So that would be blessing or being blessed to me, to be in the here and now. Thank
1: you.
0: Yeah, Even when things we think are bad can be a blessing.
1: That's a tricky one, right? (laughs)
2: <laughs> That's just what I was going to say. What he just said, uh, like something will happen to us, and it's like, oh God, why is this happening? It doesn't necessarily have to be bad, bad, but then it turns out to be a blessing in disguise, and then we say, oh, God is really in charge in my life. What a blessing.
1: That's right. Is blessing. Something that when you everything is going well for you? That's how we feel sometimes. When something is not going well, so as for us that we are miserable. That we are going through trials and temptations. But the biblical idea of being blessed. Uh, you can go to the sermon of Jesus Christ on the mountain. And he starts his sermon with, Blessed are those. And do you remember, like, people that are winning the lottery are on that that list? Rich people, wealthy people. It's actually talking about poor people, poor in spirit. Those that are laughing all the time, is that the blessing? Actually, it says, blessed are those who mourn. Those who are persecuted are what? Blessed <laughs> For righteousness' sake. Yeah, if you are in, in, in jail or in prison because you deserve, you committed crimes, that's not a blessing. But those who were persecuted, those who were in jail, remember the two uh, apostles who were in jail? They, they, they surprised even their, their jailer. Because suddenly he hears them doing what? Singing with joy. And uh, like this morning, some of you said, I'm thankful for, I'm thankful for, and I, I feel like blessing is something that everybody receives. But it takes me to acknowledge that I received it and I'm happy and I'm thankful. So being thankful is being blessed. If you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you're blessed. If you have hope that is beyond, you know, death, going beyond death, that's that's a blessing. It's easier to say to the question, is God blessing us? It's easier to say yes. Yes. But I think it's harder to say in some circumstances of life when somebody is asking you, are you blessed? (laughs) Is God blessing those who reject him? Is God blessing your enemies? Yes. Yes. Is God blessing those who cheat, offend, steal, lie, murder? Okay. Is God blessing those who do not believe them in the right way? Is He blessing those who reject Him, deny Him? So the blessing is not earned. The blessing is free and without merits. I would like us to hear again the text that was read to us before in a video. Sometimes we take for granted the nature around us. Uh, But God created his creation with so much love. Some of us love animals to the point that we would like them to live with us um, as pets. Do you have any pets that you would like to share that you right now have in your house? My wife has a chihuahua, and it sleeps with us in our bed. So, as I understand, you don't have chihuahua, right? It's her chihuahua. I see.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh. We have dog. You have a dog. What's, what's his or her name?
2: Ben and Rashi. Oh, nice. Do they
1: sleep in your bed? Is that a big dog or a small dog? Is that large?
2: Big and small.
0: Oh.
1: Very nice. Anybody else?
2: We have three dogs and four cats.
1: Oh wow. (laughs) And who is taking care of them? My brother. Okay. I'm taking. I'm believing you.
2: I have two dogs and one cat.
1: Oh yeah. Their names, please.
2: My dog, well, my first dog that I got is named Spud. He hates me. My dog, Pi, kind of hates me. My cat, Stormy, she loves me.
1: Oh, see? (laughs) Cat, Cat, here.
2: Siamese kitty cats, black face, blue eyes. You know what Siamese look like.
1: Oh, yes, beautiful, beautiful cats. (laughs) And right here? You've got two, cats. two kids What's the names? Oh nice, and the rest nice. And you have a cat? Yes. What's his her name? Gigi. Gigi? And beautiful, beautiful names. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Friends, I'm sure when you come home, uh, they are happy. And you know, know, sometimes sometimes it's not always right away when they love you uh, and accept you, it takes time. Um, But uh, our pets give us so much that uh, in some places, like it was, remember 9-11, where a lot of people lost their loved ones And the best therapy for for them was uh, to actually pet the dogs, uh, service dogs that were brought to them. Yes. (laughs) Uh,
2: There were blind dogs, service dogs, that guided the blind, I mean, down the stairs, and they were saved. It's a wonder they even got out because, you know, people were falling. That was 9-11, the service dogs bringing them down the stairway mm-hmm.
0: Many stories.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah dogs sometimes or, or cats they sense something coming that they can warn sometimes the owners uh, by their be- behavior you can just see and know that something is strange something is not like it's supposed to be the, the dog or the cat be- behaves in a different way uh, Among pets, what do you think the most pets in numbers we have, uh, that is number one on the list? You think dogs? You think cats? And you're not right. The biggest number of certain pets in the house is fish. fish, in millions, then number two, cats, and then dogs, and then number four, birds, and then small, many small animals, and then horses, reptiles, and so on. So just in two days, on Thursday and on Friday, all the animals, sea creatures that you see, everything that we're surrounded by, Insects, animals, sea creatures, fish, it was created in two days, not even full days, but on Thursday, uh, on the fifth and sixth days of of creation. You probably never heard the message, but I would like to, hear, to, to tell the message that is not directed to you or me, human beings, but it's directed toward animals. So I'm going to speak to them. And hopefully in this room we have somebody who represents the animals that God created. Maybe bugs, maybe ants, maybe mice, maybe not. But everything that we have around us, those flies, mosquitoes, those ants in the kitchen, those things that we do not want to be where we live, they're still created by God with love. So I'm going to speak to them. You are good in yourself. And the good book tells us that when God created you, fish of the sea, and the birds of the air, God looked at all of that and He said, indeed, it was very good. Indeed, it was very good. And He said it many, many days, but when He came to the fifth and the sixth day, He repeated. So all the animals were created with perfection. God's care. When he created you, God blessed you and told you. Do you remember what he told the animals? Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. And they did. Or I supposed to say you did. Speaking to them. Fill the waters and the sea. And they did. And God created the world so that you have what you need to live. God created the world with great diversity. We are alike in many ways, but we are not the same. We're all different, unique He created us in a unique way, and our behavior is also very unique. What you, hear here, what you see here is swarm. How does it help fish? It helps them to survive. When predators look at one fish, it's much easier to catch one fish, but when you see many that are moving very fast, then it's much easier to escape those who are hunting us. So for us Christians to be together is something that we need to do. For you animals, the animal kingdom, God created rain, and rain is for the trees. And the trees are, according to Psalm 104, the trees are for the nests for the birds, and the grass was created for the cattle to graze, and the mountains were created for the mountain goats. And then the Bible tells us that the flood came, and all the animals at the time represented were inside of the ark. They came in in pairs and they came out together with people. And God made a covenant. A lot of times human beings think that God made a covenant with them. But you have to read Genesis chapter 9. Genesis where it speaks when the ark landed. And God made a covenant with all creation, all the things, not just people. And the sign that God is not going to do exactly the same, flooding the earth again, was a rainbow. And that symbol was given not only for humans, but also for the animals as well. Now we humans need to confess that we systematically mistreated animals, depleted them in numbers, destroyed them, slaughtered them, polluted this place of their home. Against God's will, we have not set limits upon ourselves. And we have to say sorry for those that God created for us to be blessed. In the book of Romans, chapter 8, it says that along with all creation, you are groaning in labor pains, waiting for the revelation of children of God who will care For creation and take provision for you to thrive. So the whole creation is groaning in pain and waiting actually for the second coming of Jesus so that Jesus can restore back that perfect creation that he created first time. So the animals know Jesus is coming, the fish knows. How do we know that? Because God created them, they still respond to him. We see it in the Bible, in every page, wherever God is using something, he can use anything, and he used animals for his cause. Just remember the plagues of Egypt. Now, I would like to address human beings, us, We also have a good news that God is coming to stop the evil, to change this earth back to the perfect place to live. God is coming soon and is going to establish His kingdom. that is going to last forever. And a good news is that He has a plan of salvation and He loves you. And when God made you, what did he say? It is very good. He also made us in his image. image. Whenever you see at the daughter, son, don't you see some characteristics of father or mother. Maybe even the face look like father or mother or maybe grandmother and grandfather and so on. Whenever somebody looks at you, they say, I see God. I see God's image on this person. I see Christ. And God said to them, be fruitful and do what? Multiply. We did it well. How many people live on earth right now? Seven? Seven Seven billions. Just in the 1930s was... uh, Just almost two billion. Less than a century later, we have seven. And it's going to go even rapidly more, growing more as we go. It says in the Bible that god created us human humans with a special responsibility to exercise dominion. Genesis 1:28. What does it really mean to have a dominion? Well, we human beings, we think, we think it's like a king who sits on the throne and he is telling people down, commanding them to fulfill His decrees and commands. And that's a wrong idea about the kingdom of God. That's why Jesus Christ came to this earth not only to die for us, but to show the real character of God and the real foundation for the new kingdom of God. In the Gospel of Mark, it says that we are not to be Lord over anyone, but be as servants. The kingdom of God is the kingdom of servants. Amen. Everybody is going to minister another, care for another. So is that what dominion is? Let's look into into a text. Genesis 2:15. Genesis 2.15 And the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to do what? That's your dominion. To dress it and to keep it. To do maintenance. To do care. (laughs) Jesus Christ came. Why? There is a sum up of what he was going to do. And he read it the very first time he went to the to the to the synagogue the you speak up a little bit
0: the bring liberty, the set those, uh, make the to see? Isaiah 60
1: I it's a quote in of a text in Isaiah the prophecy of Isaiah but he repeated it and he he basically said my mission is to bring you freedom liberty to also healing, healing on all levels, spiritual and physical, and, and and rescue us from this world of sin. So all of that bondage that we have is those are habits that we are bonded to or by, And Jesus came to save those that need to be saved. He rescued his life and he gave his, his life actually as a ransom. On the cross he died and he took upon himself the consequences Of all the sins. And the consequence of the sin is death. So when there is a court and the judge looks upon the crime and says, somebody needs to die for this sin. And Jesus stood up and said, I'm going to die for this person. I'm going to die for that person. Why is that sufficient for one man to die for all of us? Doesn't make sense. But he is man, not man. <laughs> he is God. He is much more than all of us together. Did God die for human beings? Yes or no? Yes, yes he died for human beings, but that would not be the full Full sentence. That's why we read Colossians chapter one and verse twenty. And Colossians one twenty says, Jesus died in order that God might reconcile to God's self, to himself, all things in creation, not just men and women, not just human beings. Have you ever thought about it that God died on the cross for giraffe, crocodile, for insects, for the trees? They are suffering because of sin. They are dying, they're not supposed to be dying or suffering. They're not supposed to be feeling like I have a predator, I have to run. For my life. Jesus Christ to die so that there would be no more pain on all levels. Human. Animals. Plants. This earth. So today I would like to say this. I don't know who said it, but I kind of agree with that. Every single thing that has ever happened in your life is preparing you for the moment that is yet to come. We need to be kind to this world. We need to treat this world as, as the place that God specifically made for us and those plans that he put in our way, we need to treat with respect those trees, those animals that we are surrounded by. I'm not asking to worship them, but to pay respect. It is God's. It's not ours. It's not mine. He gave it to us to enjoy it, not to destroy it. So I would like to ask God, may God bless each one of us today and all our pets and all those wild beasts and the sea monsters and the sea creatures. May God bless us all with health, safety, well-being and long life and may God bless us and our relationships together So that we may fulfill what He has planned for us and that we can have love and joy. Amen.